my check one two one two this is not a test good bad gang podcast it's your boy sos and your girl ld in the house what's up ld hi everyone welcome to another episode if this is your first time thank you for joining in yeah ld's a little bit under the weather she has a cold sniffling in the house so your boy be holding it down you know lead mic you know once or once you know you know how i do and apologies for my voice so you guys just have to bear with it yeah so um how's it it been obviously you're not feeling the best right now but you did something fun yesterday you know i guess uh yeah you tell us more about it oh yeah so there's a new well apparently it's not depends on your definition of new anyway there's a thai restaurant in lagos it's about three months old but they do delivery only so they invited a couple of bloggers over for a food tasting Hmm. session i I want bloggers (laughs) i I want taste makers (laughs) oh my god my laugh sounds nasty when i have a cold anyway so yeah they invited a couple of um bloggers and influencers in quotes because i know influencer um to come and try out their menu because it was a way of them getting feedback right about how their food tastes so they don't actually have a restaurant they do deliveries only and they're hoping to um keep it as deliveries for as long as possible because obviously owning a restaurant in nigeria can be very expensive yeah obviously they they reduce their overhead with no um, brick and mortar yeah and the guy's like i don't have to train waiters and waitresses but maybe next year they might get like a restaurant it just depends on how business goes for them Mm. so um it was really good it was in this nice space called 16 by 16 it's an mm. art gallery apparently they own the art gallery right okay and um the name of the thai the restaurant is thai thai <laughs> that'd be kind of funny uh, thai, thai. yeah but if you look at i don't is it thai or thai or thai yeah it's thai right? thailand right yeah, thai food. i don't think i've ever had thai food before yeah no it, thai food is actually nice is this your first time having thai food no actually so, so you had something to compare it something, with exactly so um and if you're checking for them, this is not an ad because this is not the blog actually, so don't worry. <laughs> oh, I'm not getting, I'm not getting paid for yeah, this. Yeah, we're not getting paid. All right, for all right. This. And and what's the next topic? Uh, <laughs> but yeah, wait. I like the setup and it was good, so I had fun. It was a bit bougie, but um, yeah, I was in mess. What, what, what does bougie mean? It was a bit uppity where you had to behave. What do you mean? I mean, I want cookies, Abby. But yeah, but you okay. know, I was probably right. like the least cool person because then someone oh. mentioned how my hair was not my hair. I'm like, yeah, I'm the girl with the wig. <laughs> but yeah, it was cool. Oh, well, cool people don't wear wig. I don't get it. No, it was just, it was, the, she entered and she goes, oh, LD has hair because everyone who knows me knows like I'm a fan of short hair or an afro and I had this slicked back hair. And I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. I have a wig on my head, please. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. Um, well. And then after that, I'm just like, you know, I'm just gonna be myself. So I was jumping up and down and dancing all around. So it was good. Good food. Good conversation. All right. So I guess for more on that, uh, well, this is not an ad. So this is not an ad. If you wanna read about it, just check on the on my website. God Fra- knows when. Friends, <laughs> you, which is your website again? Listen, are you guys? Are, you, are we paying? But my website is not paying good bad gang for advertising. Oh wow! Well, this guy, this is the second week in a row where I plug in them uh, on Nigeria. Exactly. So anyway, go to inst- go to Instagram or in Nigeria Instagram, and you probably see a little bit on the restaurant, Tai Tai, and 
if you're in Nigeria, Lagos specifically, and you want to try some Thai food, I guess you can yeah, check it you out. can check them out. Um, they only deliver to Victoria Island, Lake Yanikoi for now, but they're hoping to expand to the mainland. Yeah, maybe I try it out one day. I've never had Thai food before. I brought the menu for you actually. What am I doing with menu? So you can did, did order. You, did you bring food? No, so so I should tell them. Oh, excuse me, please. Um, I need to. I'm sorry, they need you, to take you, away. You don't need to take away partner. <laughs> you know you have their number, you can order. Why? Oh yeah, is, is you it, know what? After, menu, this, yeah, after menu this podcast, we should actually order some. Story. Anyway, so oh, wow. Yeah, so let's transition to um I guess I guess a little bit of a more serious topic. So there was this stuff on Instagram about um there was this Twitter guy who um was doing a show on the radio station and NBC, which is the Nigerian Broadcasting Corporation, essentially called and stopped them from talking. Essentially, we're talking about Yasaba Massacre, which was happened in like 1976 during the Civil War, where about 700 um, people from Asaba were essentially slaughtered by the um, army then, um, being put in cahoots or saying they were part of the um, Biafran um, sympathizers. So essentially, he was on the radio trying to talk about that, the 15th anniversary then. Essentially, he said he got a call, the registration got a call from the NBC and, you know, they had to get off air. So this just goes to the bigger part of censorship and um, the role it plays. And, you know, like, you know, we see we're in a democracy. So how, you know, how, how can a democracy thrive when there's censorship? And we all know the, the, the um, cornerstone of any good democracy is the press because it's the press that holds everybody accountable for their actions and everything. So it's, uh, it's kind of sad to see. So here's the thing. This... Um taking them off air apparently it wasn't even just specific to that radio station people started coming out and saying that every time they tried to talk about the asaba massacre um nbc would be like they would close them down and whatnot but um the bigger picture really is that this is why nigeria as a country hasn't healed because no one wants to talk about things that have happened no one wants to acknowledge that they did something the military still hasn't acknowledged that they massacred 700 innocent people like it's all hush hush it's the same way nobody has ac- acknowledged properly like what happened to biafra i mean in other countries that go through civil war and everything there's actually there's actually like the government coming together and saying okay we're sorry we did this apologizing their monuments you know that they put up their museums dedicated to the cause and when i say i mean museums that are properly taken care of but in nigeria um the government has a habit of just hush hushing everything i mean it's kind of sad because there's going to be a generation of nigerians who don't know anything about these massacres or well i guess biafra will still be as popular but if we don't talk about what happened then how do people learn to move on or how do people learn to heal and i feel like till biafrans and asaba people get what they want these things are going to be a mess and it's funny sorry can be such a powerful word you know these people just want to hear that we're sorry they just want to hear that you know yes they want to be acknowledged they want to hear that the government is taking responsibility for what happened because even when the guy was saying that they were censored, he was like, if you want to hear more about the Asaba massacre, you can come to my house and speak to my auntie and my mom. You know, so all these stories are just stories that are passed down from people to people. And even when you're talking about it, it's all in hush, hush tones. But we have to speak about it. And then, like, forget even, you know, just the people that you feel that are affected or the Biafans, whatever it is. 
let's think about just self-preservation to keep the country as one. We don't need to re reinvent the wheel here. We have examples, South Africa, Rwanda, of how they dealt with um, similar, you know, atrocities that happened within them, you know, whether it's in South Africa, where they had the truth reconciliation, Rwanda, similar things with the monument having the, a day. So once you're able to do that kind of stuff, acknowledge it, then you will have people that have more nefarious um, plans like, quote-unquote, Kalu, right? And they can use this to ginger up and use it for their propaganda and use it to twist it around and turn it to something. It's like owning up to your mistake. It's like that Eminem movie where Eminem kind of like, you know, everything you want to say about him, he said it first. So what can you say? In kind of analogous that way. Once you've brought it in the forefront, acknowledge it, you know, get all parties involved, talk about it, whatever they feel the best avenue is. It's on the table. Nobody can bring it up. Nobody can use it as some kind of conspiracy stuff and ginger people up for this whole um, separation of um, from Nigeria and all that stuff because it's all on the table. But immediately you put it underneath the rug like this, there are people that have ulterior motives, people that are real sympathizers also, you can keep on bringing this stuff up and stabilize the nation. So forget even other people, just for the selfish reasons even of the government itself, it pay them to just acknowledge this once and for all. And I think the, the funniest part of it all is, on one hand, there are people who are condemning the actions by the NBC because they like free speech and all of that. And on the other hand, there are those who are saying that like et ethnic tensions and security challenges in the nation are currently at a high so this is not the right time to be discussing such but i'm sorry when is the right time to discuss something than on the anniversary of when it happened and there will always be tension within ethnic groups because of this same reason so that there are ethnic tensions and security issues is not a good enough reason to say that we shouldn't be discussing it and these aren't even reasons by NBC. These are re reasons by normal, regular Nigerians. So even within Nigerians ourselves, we can't even seem to just get it together and realize why things, certain things should be done, you know. So there's one side who is siding with the NBC and then the other side is like, at the end of the day, we need to speak about it. And when you draw the line between freedom and of speech and actually saying things the way they are? Because I'm sure this guy was not trying to rouse some sort of... Um, violence amongst people he was just doing a 15 years on we remember what happened you know type of situation well i'm not going to speak for the guy i was not listening to something so i don't know what to know, what he was trying to go wherever it is but you know there's difference between you know free speech and hate speech right hate speech is not allowed you can't you know start spewing hate and vile and inciting violence that's not allowed but you're allowed to voice your opinion and you know part of free speech too is if you voice your opinion and there are people that don't like what you say, they can voice their own opinion against what you say. It's part of it. So you cannot say something and you say you don't want any reaction. No, that's part of the free speech. You say something, the other side says something, there's a reaction to it as long as it doesn't get violent or inciting violence. Let me tell you why this Asaba massacre is a big deal. The civilians had surrendered to the Nigerian army and they still killed them. In fact, there was a comment that said, I'm so happy people are finally talking about the Asaba massacre. There was a full page issue on it in Punch newspaper some days ago. Meaning that, fine, we don't want to talk on the motive of the radio guy, but it means that everyone decided, or at least 
um, news outlets decided that since it had been 15 years ago, let at least people touch on it or talk about it or just bring it to the light. The commenter went on to say, it hurts me to buy bone marrow when I hear some Nigerians of other tribes claiming that the Igbos should move on from the Biafran war. How do you expect someone to heal when you don't want to address the matter? The Asaba massacre was a crime against humanity. Killing innocent, armless civilians who surrendered to the army was a huge crime against humanity and we need to speak out. P.S. I know a lot of Midwestern Igbo-speaking parts, Delta State Igbos, claim that they are not Igbo. But it is of interest to note that the mastermind of the 1966 coup, Major Chukuma Kaduna Unziogu, was in fact a Midwestern Igbo from present Delta states, you know, blah, 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 and it just goes on and on. So, like we said, you don't, we don't want to assume what the um, radio personality was saying, but I highly doubt that he was saying it off of oh ataba people let's stand up and unite the government is this and that it, it was just a remembrance situation like i said we don't know i don't know what they're doing i don't know even the commenter is somebody's comment also i'm giving my own opinion i don't know what they're saying or what their motives mm. are i can only talk for myself can't talk for a commenter or what he was trying to say but my point is that as long as he's not inciting violence or anything like that he should be free to say his piece Right, and government should be free to say their piece, and you know there should be that back and forth and that dialogue. You know, somebody else can have in the in the book somewhere that how it happened that way, did not surrendered, that they were indeed part of the militia. Then, as I said, it's all back and forth, whatever it is. But if you don't have the acknowledgement on both sides, if there's not that openness, that forum, whatever reconciliation where people can come and say their piece and say their stories, and it's you know um, addressed once and for all. You keep on having this kind of thing popping up, but I said in the free democracy, censorship cannot work. You can't, you can't, you can't be censoring people. I mean, like one thing I'm just gonna say is that history ignored is bound to repeat itself, and I'm not sure. Maybe, I, maybe I didn't go to a good secondary school, but I don't even remember like people who took history. I don't know if there was any emphasis on like the civil war. I mean, they would obviously say, "Oh, the civil war happened between 1967 and blah 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 blah." End of story. But I don't know if there was any depth to it. I mean, I learned about the Civil War like way after I left school. And that was just through conversations that I had with people's parents who experienced the war. And it made me want to learn a lot more about the war. So it just leads me to even think that I don't think Nigeria in general even likes to delve into like history or things that happened in the past. We seem like such a... That's happened, that's happened. This, you know let's move on let's not talk about it it's very hush hush like it's a crime to talk about things that did happen and it's silly because there are people who were a part of it who are still alive till today so how do you want to just wipe out that part that they experienced or a certain time in life that they were actively a part of there are people who made weapons during the Biafra situation. I think, I don't know if I've said it before here about a man who goes to my church who said that he was recruited to um, make weapons because he was an engineer. For someone like that, not to act like there was a time in history that didn't happen, I'm not really sure, but it, it just seems like a Nigerian thing. Like I said, maybe I didn't go to a good secondary school. Maybe they're in other secondary schools doing history lessons. They delved into it. But yeah, like I said, history ignored is just calling for something to be repeated. Yeah, like I said, um, the issue here is censorship. And, you know, 
censorship cannot work in a free democracy. The press is a very vital part, and part of the press is to you know expose things, to say things, and if you are censoring what people can say, we are not in a democracy. We are back to a state uh, military type government, uh, some kind of dictatorship where you know all the certain opinions and propaganda can be spread. So yeah, I don't know. It's um, it's tough and sad. It's sad to see. I think the question is Nigeria needs to let us know if we're actually in a democracy or if we're about to go back to you know times. It's it's kind of funny though. I remember, and this is not um, a a kudos to Jonathan or whatever, Sha. But I remember when Jonathan said that his regime would be the last where everyone could openly say whatever it was that they wanted without any issues i mean it was during jonathan's regime that people would actively insult the president and you know that would be it and um, i saw it on twitter last week someone said people thought jonathan was joking when he said that he would be the last president who would allow um proper freedom of speech and yeah so whatever man yeah anyway so let's see let's see how it unfolds then you know I know before, you know, NBC, some of the rubbish used to do. I remember then when they banned the um, Akaite song, and even Akaite, Get Bele, and then, uh, so I thought that's what they used to do, banding songs that don't even disturb anybody. But now they are apparently capturing free speech. Anyway, you know now we are getting to the, um, I guess we call them Nigeria, the Ember months, right? So it was September, those went by October, December, and November. As we, enter, as we approach Christmas, we call them the Ember months. And usually the Ember months are, you know, when people feel strange things start to happen, you know, there's um, robberies, increase, and all kind of, you know, terrible stuff as the year winds out. So everybody is kind of, you know, on high alert. And that's what struck me with this story. There was a guy... Um, on Twitter, who was saying he was sexually harassed at about um, 5.56 a.m. by two women in their 40s, Nekeke and Napep. Essentially, it was in the morning, so he got on a, in a, on a, on a keke, and before he knew it, there were two women in their 40s, you know, trying to uh, touch his private part, and he was trying to get off, and eventually he was able to kick the driver, so on, you know, he was able to escape and everything, and he came to Twitter to recount his tale. Obviously, um, he's called it sexual assault, but to me, when I read it, to me, it just felt like some ritualistic stuff. I guess there's some kind of inherent bias in there that I don't really see a man getting assaulted by a woman in their 40s. I don't know. It doesn't really rhyme to me, and obviously, I think everybody's sentiment kind of fell in line with me that it's some kind of uh, ritualistic stuff that was probably trying to go on or something like that. So it was really odd, and you know, it's, it's funny in a way also. Um, it could have been a ritual or it could, they could have been trying to rob him or kidnap him or whatever because it seemed like the driver was in on it because he kept shouting that the driver should stop and the driver ignored him. Or they could have been trying to steal stuff so distract him by touching him and all of that while somebody else takes his stuff, his wallet, whatever. Um, but yeah, it was a very odd situation. I mean, sidebar, men can get sexually harassed. I, I really don't know why sis has this bias about men cannot get sexually harassed but you know that's a topic for another day men freaking get sexually harassed men get drugged 
men get raped and it's because of things like this that men don't like to speak out when you know they're sexually harassed but anyway yeah so keken a pep guy um i don't know it was just very odd i guess um and it was apparently in the ikotun area of lagos so if you live around that area or you have any reason to take transport from that area just you know just be careful be on the lookout um i guess it's just reminiscent of how sometimes people enter downfall and they call it one chance they enter one chance um downfall is bus public transport and you know strange things happen you get kidnapped you get wh- whatever it is anyway so everyone just be careful I, I like to say that um lagos is just special it doesn't really matter what month it is but um yeah I really um, don't know. Like I said, not, not as if I don't believe men cannot be raped or whatever or assaulted. But just reading, you know, sometimes we get too far in the weeds that we can't see the trees. Um, reading the story itself, the peculiar of the story, the way it's described, to me felt more like some kind of ritualistic kind of kidnapping. No, I'm not versus doubting assault. the fact that uh, it could so, be ritualistic, but you yeah, went so. off on it. Maybe it's my bias. And that's why I said sidebar people men do get sexually harassed and it's because of things like that that people men are not confident to come out and say this has happened to me I'm, I'm just but of course in this, this story it just seemed very strange and very weird you know? no because why, why i say that way because he doesn't li- he labels it as a sexual assault and harassment by women right so that's how he took it and me reading the story i took it like eh, there's more to it than just yeah you know assaulting of course he can only talk based on how he feels it's like how sometimes we say here we're not trying to assume that's how he felt he felt like he was being sexually harassed especially i mean in this same nigeria there are some people who believe that everything that is happening to you is a supernatural situation you know people yoruba women <laughs> there's a way they say to yoruba that life is not as you are looking at it though but if you happen to be one of those people who just sees life as it is who just i mean let me use my dad for example for the longest time my dad did not believe in all this juju and everything my dad just like it happened it happened like that's how it is obviously so if he's one of those people who whose mind doesn't veer off to something happens it's not ordinary or you know that kind that, that could just be the kind of person he is and maybe that's why for him it seems like sexual harassment on the other hand there are people that the slightest thing happens to them their bag gets missing they say it's not ordinary somebody from the village my people have been chasing me you know that kind of thing so that's him that's how he sees things of course you reading it that's your opinion that you know it was probably like some fetish crap that was happening to him but if he's not if he if he's not one of those people who sees things as fetish then he's going to see it as sexual harassment that's what i'm saying yeah people be safe out there is the ember months as you like to as you fondly call them over uh, here uh, exactly and there's some people who believe in ember months like ember months everything is bad is going to happen and there are people who i was forced to take like because my mother will not let me hear word once it enters september lola rorao drive carefully and for me it's just a it's just september october in fact it took me a very long time to realize that the ember that they were referring to was the end of the of the month like but i i just thought it was some folklore or something that came up with that ember it took me so long but, but honestly it makes total sense it's the end of the year you know there are a lot of festivities going on yeah of so course so people so are trying to steal so, so that they can celebrate and everything that, it's just there's a lot of opportunity during this time for this kind of activities to go on of because course. they're coming back from uh from outside the country for christmas so i'm just saying that versus it just being some no, kind I of definitely agree. Stuff. i'm saying there's some real hard evidence 
to, yeah, yeah, to be wary during this Ember month period. So, exactly. Okay, so like, let me so give an example. It makes sense to be precautious. There was a time that I wanted to travel within Nigeria in December, and my mother had this total freak out session about how that's like you enter accident, or you get kidnapped. Those are this Ember month, This, and I'm just like, oh god, I just really want to travel and do the shit that I have to do. So yeah, we have to be careful. But then, can we just? No, it's starting to sound like but let's just be logical. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, when I just give it the logic. Anyway, so um, personally, I like Tewa Savage. I might not be the biggest fan of her music per se, but for some reason, there's something I like about her. I don't know. It's just um, there's something I just like about her versus some of others, but I probably had better music. But you know. So anyway, well, as we all know, at least most of us know, she has this new EP out, Sugar Cane EP, that she's been promoting, and part of her promotion, she went to um, sit down with a. Uh, a Nigerian um, DJ um, tools. I think she's, you know, I think she's pretty popular um, DJ. And um, tools is not a DJ. She's an OAP on air personality. She's a radio host. Well, um, um, DJ is Jackie. Doesn't always mean somebody that spins records. But uh, DJ r- stands r- for d- disc jockey now. I don't really understand what uh, I say. Please, you, in Nigeria, is anybody who calls tools a DJ? I beg. A DJ is DJ Ob, DJ Mbabu, DJ Pope. Does she play records on the ra- on the radio? She has a a drive time what's it called where she talks about like things going on and obviously but does she play music that's all i need no, to know it's like when you say was switch okay was switching over to me so i'm sorry all of us that listen to the breakfast club do we call all of them djs then does she play music so, so in america everyone who's on the radio and switches to music just, is we don't need, we don't need, it's just a just, simple question i thought asked ask the question does she play music she switches over to music it doesn't I mean don't she, know she, she, she's one okay so you guys she, what she we try- learned today is that people who have radio shows are djs as per sources um, explanation there's no need to um argue too much you go and go Google it after this, then you can apologize. I'm actually going to you Google it you now. Can apolo- I'm actually you can, going to Google it now. You can apologize. But say you can, what you're saying. You can apologize to me after no, this. Uh, on, on, on the next pod. Anyway, so um, she, so she gave this um interview to um, tools, and she said this, um, I'm real. I'm it's real. I'm not going to say I'm com- completely comfortable with it, but it, it is what it is. You have to do with it. If it means you have to work ten times harder than your male counterparts. Don't complain about it. Do what you have to do. We are, we all celebrate people like Oprah and Moa Amodu, and we don't actually realize what they have gone through to get to that point. They have probably had to do 20 times than their male counterparts. Once you get there, you don't complain about how you get there. So whatever it is you have to do as a female, you just have to get it done. I know I ruffled a few feathers, but I also don't think men and women are equal. I don't think it's that's how God created us that way, especially in the household anyway. So I think as, a fe- as females, when we realize that, yeah, we can be strong in our careers, but when we are home, we have to realize the man is the head of the house. So obviously, the first half of it, I think um, there are general consensus there. Most women find that, you know, there's... Um, there's inequality in the workplace and obviously you know if there's a flaw outside and a man will sweep it for 100 naira if a woman comes they want to pay the woman 80 naira so i i'm not sure there are too many people there are some who would deny there's pay inequality 
and um, they, they can be that glass ceiling for for women. You as a working woman in the corporate world, what has been your experience? Um, I hate to sound like the one percent, but <laughs> no, speak your truth now. Um, okay, so I said I'm in engineering, and I remember when I got there, I was put above quite a lot of people. So now the the okay, I guess I I can understand where it's coming from because then some people felt like the reason why I was put above people was because I was female, you know. Some people thought it was because I had like a better degree, and then some people just thought about thought that I was the baby of my boss, so you know that's why he wanted to hook me up and everything. But then I think it's because in my company where I work, they place so much emphasis on um, female growth right which is commendable yeah so if you look at the hod's th- we have quite a lot of female hod's in fact our era director of finance is a female so my office is that's why i said i don't want to be the one percent my office is kind of different but now what happens is sometimes they're not trying to listen to you because you're female do you get what i'm saying because you're a woman yeah so you might have that position but sometimes they're trying to act like they know better than you or what could you possibly know you don't have the mind to think logically is that kind of thing so despite you actually being like a manager or a hod sometimes the, your male counterparts try to speak down to you or your bosses try to also speak down to you and it just makes you i, I think what i've learned is it just makes you um stronger you you develop a fixed skin and you find ways to let yourself be heard um sometimes i work some people try to give me crap and i just i just bide my time you know i wait because i'm like at some point time you're going to need to come back to me and you're going to need help for something so i just wait and then when that time comes you know then that sounds petty as hell but shit you know it is what it is but there are generally women have to work 10 times harder they have to be 10 times smarter. So do you have the they essence have when you, you give an idea, then a male, uh, a male gives that same idea and it's like you never said it. Of stuff. course. So that's what happened to you before? Yes. Um, so my boss is, um, she's female. The area director of my department is female. And because um, sometimes sales and marketing, you know, in a lot of companies are together, right? But in my company, they are different. And the head of sales is a man. And the head of marketing is a woman. And sometimes he tries to go above my boss's head, you know. Obviously, because men have this whole, they go for drinks together. So maybe when they're having drinks, something that my boss and I have suggested, he will now put it out as his own, as his own idea. And we're just there shaking our heads. But it's just one of those things that we're just like you know what screw it it's not that serious or that big of a deal for us to fight over it right it's just an idea and when it comes to implementing it it's going to have to come back to us anyway and then we're just gonna be. so it does happen where like someone is trying to take something that we've come up with as theirs or where we're being talked down to but like everyone says, the workplace is politics. You just have to learn when to bite and when to just, um, you know, let it go. Some things are just not worth it, let me put it that way. But I agree with her. Sometimes you even have to have more qualifications than your male counterpart to be considered for the same role. Let me actually give you an example. My boss, she used to be in another role before, and her salary was 
what let's say her salary was 300k right and then they promoted somebody else to her position when they moved her over to my department right and obviously the guy is like hell no am i going to be collecting 300k right mm. and he found a way to he found a way to get more money that my boss was collecting now here's where i'm going with this because my boss was collecting 300k and she got moved to my department obviously it was a promotion so let's say they gave her 320k right as an added um promotion promotion yes exactly and then this guy asked for 400k now because he asked for 400k and he was taking over my boss's old job they now had no choice but to increase my boss's pay pay. here's the kicker my boss had gone to argue for an increase in pay before this and nobody listened to her and nobody listened to her in fact they made fun of her and said you know but you got a 33 percent increase in your salary has anyone in this company ever got a 33 percent increase in salary but because she knew she was the only area director who was collecting such a meager amount so that right. was why she was fighting for a bump but she ended up getting this bump because a man who was getting her former job got an increase and it would look weird if she was getting lower less fee, right when she was higher right so, so she was so she was underpaid uh, uh a man took her old job and they paid him more exactly and that's and that's the thing that forced their hand to pay her more exactly so i think that i think there's no better example than um an equal pay in the in in the workplace and the kicker is she does a better job than him than him like even now he's struggling with his position right but he's still getting that salary when she did a better job when she was there so you know yeah anyway so the more controversial part you know was the second half of her statement where she was like um I know I ruffled a few feathers, but I don't think men and women are equal. I don't think that's how God created us that way, especially in the household anyway. So I think as females, when we realize that, yeah, we can be strong in our careers, but we are home. But when we are home, we have to realize that the man is the head of the household. So obviously this this true a lot of people, you know, for a loop, you know, all our our Twitter feminists, everybody came came out, you know, swinging and stuff. And you know, I, I guess for, for me, this is a topic that keeps on, you know, getting rehashed over and over and over again. And I think um, even if there's some merit to this, if you want to see it, Tiwa Savage is just the wrong messenger for this kind of message, based on her relationship with. Uh, her husband, I guess they're back together. During the interview, she said, she didn't answer that explicitly. She said, you know, it's something that you're doing private. So I think a lot of people were just triggered by her being the messenger by this and stuff. So uh, what's, what do you have to say about this age-old um, argument about, you know, the man being the head and all that stuff? Um, Tiwa Savage, you know, you're doing it for Nigerian women in the music industry. Don't be stupid, please. Now, so here's the thing. I agree with Tiwa Savage, but I don't agree with Tiwa Savage. <gasps> yes, I know. I think Tiwa Savage got it wrong by saying men and women are not equal. She's very stupid for that. Men and men and women are equal. Like there's no I, I don't agree that men and women are not equal. Now, where I say I agree with her is in marriage, there has to be a leader and there has to be how, how do I put this without sounding 
foolish. Just say it. Or without sounding. Yeah, okay. Okay, so no, no. Let yeah, me, yeah, let, yeah, in the safe zone. Let me, let me, let me put it this way. When you're driving a car, someone is riding shotgun and someone is behind the wheel, right? That's how marriage is. So someone literally has to be steering, like somebody has to be in control. Do you understand what I'm saying? Mm. Now, control doesn't mean that you're not listening to the person riding shotgun. So sometimes I'm driving and so she's like, watch out, do this, blah, blah, blah. Even though I'm the one driving, right? So it means like the person shot, riding shotgun is still helping the person who is in control. Does that make any sense? I don't know if I'm explaining it. Continue and make it. Yeah, point. exactly. So like that the man is, the, and there's a popular saying, the man is the head of the family. Look, I'm talking about family now, not just like, so the man is the head of the family, but the woman is the neck. Here's the kicker. The neck, the head cannot move without the help of the neck, right? So it's a symbiotic relationship. Someone has to lead. God has said religion <laughs> that the man is the head of the household. Now, in your house, if you decide that the woman is going to be the head of your household, that's your business. But ideally, it's the guy, right? But I remember I was listening to something one day that said, which is why I brought in the car analogy. So every day you drive, 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 drive. One day you get tired of driving, you're like, person in the shots go, come and drive now. Do you get what I'm saying? So that someone is the head doesn't mean that at some point in time, things won't like, the, the balance won't tip or whatever you get. Everybody wants to be taken care of. So that I'm a feminist and I want to prove that I can change the light bulb or that I can uh, push a car or whatever. Doesn't mean that you're not going to get tired at all. Everybody wants to be pampered. Even the man that is the head of the household wants to be pampered at some point in time. He wants to be told, okay, sit down, lie down, let me make you food, let me do this for you, let me do So, on one hand, Tiwa is, I think Tiwa missed it when she said men and women are not equal, but I, I don't know what context she's speaking in. Men and women are equal. Like, I always say that when I'm fi- when I'm talking about equality or, femi- or being a feminist, for me, it's just that men and women deserve the same opportunities. That's it. Like, if a man is going to get paid fifty dollars for a certain job, if I apply for that same job, I should also get fifty dollars. So yes, men and women are equal. But in a family, yes, definitely there has to be a head. Now there has to be someone who is leading. And like men are meant to lead their families. You, you get what I'm saying? Of course, if you're a useless man, then I, I don't know. That's when the problem comes. And you, a woman cannot listen to a useless man. Let me know like you. A woman cannot listen to a guy who cannot lead. That's why, like sometimes you. When they say marriage is a strategic, um, what do you call it? A strategic partnership. They're right. You shouldn't marry someone who you, who will lead your family to the ground. That's just truth of the matter. So yeah, you know, like men, definitely, they're the heads of the family. I, I don't have any arguments with that. As um, dramatic as I get on this podcast, I'm definitely like not going to argue about that. I, I think um, a lot of women have it worked society, religion has played a big number on people's um, on people's minds, on women's mind, on men's mind. A lot of times I think women are actually the biggest reasons this um, patriarchal um, system is actually being upheld. It's the biggest reasons why sometimes this chauvinistic um, world is the way it is because a lot of times women give consent to it, you know, um in the beginning right when men and women really different in terms of physically so the man actually did the hunting and all that stuff because it was really dangerous out there and the man was physically more equipped 
to handle those things. Hence, he's the one that went out to go do those things because he had the advantage then. But now that we're moving on to the 21st century, and as we keep on moving to the point where is the mind that, that is really the way forward, the mind is what gives the advantage. As now that we're all on that level where the mind is what you know puts you ahead of the game, with all that equal playing field. Men has put in this stuff where it's now like a, div- it's a divine thing, the divine ability to lead. I'm the leader, I'm the man. Even it has even been framed, right? Even from the Bible, believe that as a religion, where the man came first, then the woman came out of the man, and the man was given dominion. You know, funny enough, kind of what we talked in church today, where it's like a Christ, man, woman, children. So, a hierarchy was built that way. Now, the Bible was written by men. Yes, we say by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. Yes, but the man that read it. And if you know anything about writing, whenever you write, your bias is always in there. As I said, yes, it's the word of God, you know, inspired by the Holy Spirit, but the man wrote it. So, in, in a, there's no way the bias of being a man is not in there. It is in there. So, once we've put that in society and leave the Bible now, we've come to transition where during marriages, obviously things, people are modifying it, but during marriage, you're paying a token like property. Or even white weddings, the 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 father is giving away the giving away the the daughter to another man. So all this stuff taking the man's last name. So we've layered and layered and layered and layered and layered and layered of it. And women have gone along for the ride. They're still on the ride, and even to their own detriment, they're still on the ride of 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 of, of this. So to me, it's a big con game, um, and obviously, people that hold power don't want to give power. So it's, it's male privilege. We have the power. The system works for us. Why do we want to give? Why do we want to give that up? Of course, we don't want to give it up. Here's what I think, and I think it's because people don't understand leadership is actually being a servant. So if you understand that leadership is being a servant, then you will know that there's nothing actually. There's no power. What's he called in being a leader? So here's so. I remember I was in church today and the, the pastor was saying, you know, men like to say that we should not weep, we should not shake any call, but that there's this warped sense on what leadership is, on what being the head is. That if you actually know what being the head is and what leadership entails, you will actually be running away from it because it's a lot of, um, what do you call it, it's a lot of responsibility. Now, the issue is that people think that because they're the head, they can't take advice from someone else or they can't listen no unfortunately that's not what it is so that you're the leader or that you lead something does not mean that people cannot tell you oh, okay what you're doing is wrong or that what you're saying is wrong it's i mean at the end of the day you're a tyrant if someone cannot you know that like some countries they say it's a tyranny whatever i don't know how to pronounce it but leadership is actually servitude i think it was not last week's podcast where source was like oh in nigeria we have it all wrong that is because we don't know any better that if we actually know that the people who lead us are meant to actually serve us they're actually working for us so you being the head of the family or you being the leader you're actually serving your family you are the slave of the family if you if you look at it in like proper terms but yeah like you know what source was saying about um the father giving out his daughter i remember there was 
someone who said it's funny how like the mom takes care of the child and then when it's time for the wedding she's left out of it who gives this child to be married is the father that will stand up who, and she said she made a point that on her wedding day in the book she wrote um when they asked who gives this child to be married she wrote we do as in her parents both her parents had to stand up in fact she made her mom and her dad walk her down the aisle and i remember like my mom once told me that she went for a wedding at shepherd hill baptist church and when they said who gives this child out when the father stood up the pastor said please sit down like both of you mother and father need to stand up together because you both raised um what's it called you both raised this child together so you're both giving the child out because at the end of the day that the dad is the head of the family does not mean that the mother too does not have to agree that you know in a normal society yeah, but we, are, we, are, we, are put, we are still putting the lipstick on the pig yes one we, we can make it more malleable by saying leadership is servitude so you know but we are not still dealing with the construct that is it's like saying um this is an extreme so what you're saying is that this, the man is not the head of the family this is like saying an extreme example it's like saying oh yeah he's a slave owner but he's a really good slave owner he treats the slaves really well so, okay so, so, so i want to you break question, down, are you saying that the man is not the head of the family it doesn't have to be that way so the woman is the head of the family a, a woman can be the head of the family a woman can be okay so here's what i know about life there can never be two people in the driver's seat so you have to and that's why i said earlier you decide if the woman is going to be head of your family that's fine that's up to you that's when you bring it down to like the individual relationships but they can they are never two yeah, pilots but, flying but the plane at the same time see, that's the problem that's, that's not fine because the problem is that societal view is that the man is head of the household you just told me with the church the church sees the man as head of the household so there's no there's no um Oh, you decide, woman. You lead. You said no. So, see, that's why I said, I, see, in, in some homes, the man cooks, the woman sits down, right? That's because after they've said their vows, they've sat down and said that this is how our own household is going to work. That's, so that's not, why I said you decide yeah, what you want for now, your family. Now, now you're talking about gender roles. Gender roles is different. Gender role doesn't change anything. Then the man shouldn't be cooking now. Abi for why? Because because, because she's the leader. I mean, what if so if, if, if your husband is your husband is a chef and that's what he does. So what does that change? Does not mean that he necessarily wants to be cooking. Yeah, but if he's a chef and he loves to cook, he just loves to cook. He comes home and he cooks. That's what he does best. He's a better cook than you, so he cooks. So what does, does that mean? He's no longer the leader because he, he has he has ascribed that role to him. Which gender? You, you can't see me. I'm quote marks. I put it as a female role. That has nothing to do with it. My point is that to you disconstruct it till it's people say, oh, um, raising a family is so hard. That woman, the work that she does, taking care of the kids at home, you can't put any money on it. Okay, if that's the case. Why is this so difficult? Why um, a man look upon you? The man says, if this role is so precious, why can't the man stay home and take care of the kids and the woman go to work? But there are families that do that. Very few. Very few. One that. in a million. And we all know what the stereotype will be or how well it will be accepted. How many women will go for that? So that's, 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 that's what I'm saying. Now, let me just your car analogy that you've been killing us with. So, yeah, okay, you're, he's driving, you're driving. You know, on it's a fork in the road. You know for sure if you go left, it's a cliff. You're going to follow up the cliff. And, you know, you need to go right. But he's, he's the man. He's, he's the head of the household. He's saying, I'm the driver here. I'm the leader. You follow me. Funny enough, this is an example he gave in church. So the man, the pastor was like, you have option. Do you believe in God and say God will take control? Do you wrestle the steering with him or do you jump out of the car? 
Are you listening to this? I am. Do you jump out of the car? Yeah, do you jump? No, but you know that's you, why you, I you said you that. You jump out of the no, car. Do you wrestle the stairwell with him? Or do you believe in God? If I listen, but when I said, I said that the person driving shotgun would be like, oh, look, you know, this is there. And that's why I did, that's why I said marriage is strategic. Like, are you marrying no, someone that you think that you will not listen? Did I not say here where just, being a just, leader does not mean that you will not listen? You will not. Take I just advice. I just gave you a scenario. This is the scenario I'm dealing with. You've already told him that this this is a cliff. He says no. I am the leader. I'm like this is I'm not making I didn't make up the example. This was church said I'm the leader. We're going left. Be submissive. Obey. I'm the one with the vision. The pastor's like, what is the option? Do you believe? I'm not going to listen to you. I don't know. So, so, you so, what, so what? Did you guys listen to me when I said? Not did you guys listen? Actually, because you guys are listening. There was a part where I said, "Be if you are a foolish person, no one is going to listen to you. No one is going to follow you." So answer. So what do you do in this scenario? Are you wrestling that something's very up? Are you jumping out of the? Are you jumping out of the car? Or are you believing in God that no, something will something happen? The will from you. So so and he said that's akin to a woman. Um, nagging and complaining and everything, the person jumping out of the something, building out of the marriage, and if you jump out of a moving car, it's something. Actually, the pastor's recommendation was that you should believe in God, pray that you never know. Even maybe as he's reaching there, God touches heart, he matches the break before he before he reaches something and he turns up and he turns around. So, so, are you going to be the head of your family? Hmm? Are you going to be the head of your family? I don't know. It's, it's, can you see how Sos cannot say here? Because even though he's getting, it, you know what? There's a reason why they say for men, respect is love, and for women, it's all emotional and whatever bullshit. Even though, like, I'm very emotions are fickle, that's what I'm concerned, but nothing for to me. All emotions are fickle, but like, I feel that's whatever, Sha. But now, Sus is here saying, when when it's time to get married and pay school fees and where we should live and things like that, Sus will now remember that, okay, yes. See, I just feel like there are things that are, patriarchy is, you don't listen, you don't feel like a woman's opinion is valid, when you're dying, you won't put your daughters in the will because, you know, blah, 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 men should always be in control, that is patriarchy isn't it or maybe i don't understand what patriarchy is maybe I, what is patriarchy are you asking me a question I yes what about, forget forget all that stuff make no, it make no, it make no, it make no, your point i'm saying like isn't that what patriarchy is patriarchy is a system of society or government in which the father or eldest male is head of the family and descent is reckoned through the male line or a system of society or government in which men hold the power and women are largely excluded from it Okay, so what's the point? In your marriage, are you excluding? That's where it becomes. Are you excluding your wife from like decision making? Are you making all the decisions on your own and she has to go with it? Or are you actually asking for her input? See, these are the little things that make it different. You're missing the point here. A man can be a leader if you have the perfect man. Then he's the best leader. Then you're in that great marriage. Doesn't doesn't matter anymore. If if both, I'll use the plane. If you you're both going to um, America and he's a pilot. You want to get to America. He wants to get to America, and he's piloting you guys to America. What do you care? It's fine because you're both going to destination. Yeah, you guys want to. Who cares who's who, who's piloting the plane? Because you're both going to the same place. It doesn't it doesn't matter to you if the man if, if if the man is in it. Now, if you have a dumb dumbass who's about to um, wreck that plane, and you say he's the he's the leader, then you've entered one chance, right? 
So I'm challenging the system. I'm not saying that the system can't work. Obviously, if you have a good man, it can work. So but, but, I'm, but I'm challenging the I'm challenging the system. Your wife going to be the head of the family. Anybody can be the head. I just gave you a typical no, example. But that's what I'm saying. Look, you know, in the beginning, I said that there's someone in the driver's seat, but the person in the driver's seat is not always going to want to drive, or is not always going to be able to drive. I said that, right? This is why I said the biggest this is why this is why this is why i said the, this is why two women they will decide who is the head <laughs> yeah and then don't chip in what what people's people's sexual orientation has to do with whether there are gender roles in marriages what all, all i'm saying is this i am challenging the status quo i'm challenging the system in place i'm not saying i'm not saying that um the man being the leader cannot work or the woman being the leader um, is impossible. I'm trying to lay a case to show that men are put in that way, that it's even a divine right. They said through religion, this is his divine rule, that that is the natural order of law. Now you're trying to bully me to say, oh, blah, blah, blah. So I'm not you're you. So you, have, so you have to behave the natural order. Whatever, let's say I'm the leader, she's the leader. All I'm saying is that I'm, 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 all I'm, all I'm saying, I'm challenging the system. I'm saying I don't care whether I'm the leader, I'm not the leader. I'm not, I'm not beholden to that system. I'm not beholden to that system. I'm challenging, I'm not beholden to that system. And that's why I keep on saying women are still the biggest obstacle to it. To, to 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 the status quo because a lot of people still buy into it and believe in and believe in it. So in that case, yes, if that's if that's what they want, then that's what it is. It does so so that's the choice they make. So sometimes it's uh, and a lot of reason why a, a lot of women actually get triggered when they hear the word submissive and stuff. It's really a finance ego thing because you say the man is the leader, but I'm the one paying the school fees. You say the man is the leader, I'm the one caring for the family, um, provide the meal and everything. So a lot of times the financial thing is when the woman is taking all the responsibilities and the man comes and says, I am the leader, I am the head, and she's doing all these things. The woman's like, my mother say men have egos. Women have egos too. We're all human beings. Everybody has an ego. She's like, this man says leader, I'm the one doing all this stuff that quote unquote the man should do. I'm sorry, so what does that have to do with submission now? It has everything to do with submission. A woman cannot submit or feel she needs to submit when she's doing everything that quote unquote the man should do. And you not tell that the man is the head of the, even if it's a bad head. That's the point. You said even if it, because when you put it that man, woman, something, that's how it is. So even if it's a bad head, it's still the head, whether the head is good or not, regardless of what the woman is doing. Because divin based on the religion, the, uh, on divinity or whatever you put it, that's his position, that's his role he should play. And even if he plays it bad, that's his role. Like I said, and you know, Sos can challenge it for all he cares. Like I said, one part I don't agree with to savages, men and women are equal as far as I'm concerned. Now that someone is leading something does not and you are following in quotes does not make you less equal than that person. Every partnership, there's always someone who I like. I mean, like, I feel like this thing is just very funny. Look, eh, even if you're a leader from now till forever, there are times where you have to give up. You know, something, anything could happen. That's just the truth of the matter. Anything could happen. Someone has to take the reins for like a while. Someone has to do this. It doesn't stop. I feel. Here's what I think. I just think that people 
people have different things that they believe in and funny enough i've always just thought as long as people discuss what it is that they want what it is that they want their relationships to be like it doesn't really matter you know like just do do you do whatever you want but like i said like traditionally yeah the man is the head of the household i don't even like it's funny i wasn't even angry at Tiwa at that statement i was just mad that she said men and women are not equal that's it that's my only thing men and women are equal in my opinion as far as marriage goes you know that's up to you that's up to you you know if the woman I, that was the first thing i said if you decide that the woman should be the head of your family that's fine if you decide that the man should be the head of the family that's fine if you said it's the children that should be that's that's your business that's your marriage you know do whatever you want to do your marriage nobody's going to come from outside and tell you that they can only complain it's whatever you want to do but yeah do i agree with everything that she said no but i agree with some things like like i like i said you know it's uh, it's a funny world you know it's like um you put a you put you have a you have a bird in a cage and you clip his wings uh, and you open that cage and the bird cannot fly out because he, he's been captive in the captivity he doesn't know the, the door is open he can't fly out in captivity that's all he knows that cage he doesn't know the big old sky is out there for him but that cage is all they know so they're just stuck in there so and like anyway, something that's, random that's is that's i've it. actually seen women who are so powerful who are amazing but still follow their husband's lead who are richer who have greater roles it's all about what you see leadership as if you see leadership as a master and slave situation that's your business i mean like like i said but that's my opinion and that's what i think it might change in five years it might change in 10 years but so said i'm trying to bully him into i don't know where i tried to bully him but then it seems like he's trying to get me to you know roll into his shit but like i said leadership is all about what you think leadership is if you think leadership is bullying your wife into doing everything that you think your family should do shoot good luck to you you know it just depends on how you see it anyway um we'll hit the juror of the week uh we're going with this one um i'm so disgusted my husband is a beggar hi juror good morning please share i am so disgusted at my husband i feel worthless and like i married a worthless man after leaving church this morning, my husband ran into his friend at car park. His friend was driving a big, expensive jeep. He came to greet us. He asked how my husband is coping. My husband said he's just managing. I was so upset at this because he doesn't even know packaging. How will you tell your friend you are just managing and it's by God's grace you are eating with your family? That wasn't enough. He moved closer to his friend. Next thing, I saw his friend bring out about $400 to give him. I'm curious, Juro, is it okay for men to beg in front of their wives? Things are not bad for us. We are very okay. He works in Skybank, and I run my own business. The painful part is that his friend's wife didn't even come down from the car to say hello. I just feel downgraded. What sort of behavior is this? What do you think? I don't know what she's complaining about, though. That's just the problem. So, how are you doing? Fine. We are managing by God's grace. I, I'm sorry. What exactly is the issue? That her husband is belittling them in the eyes of. Their, I, I I I can't wrap my head around it. That's just the problem. Did he physically beg for money or like? I don't I don't know. I, I'm not sure how to tackle this whole situation. So does she feel like because her husband? Honestly, I'm very confused by the woman. That's just, that's just the truth of the situation. 
I feel like it's a Nigerian thing when people say, how are you doing? No matter how you're doing, you'll be like, oh, we're fine, oh, we're just managing, we thank God, you know, that kind of thing. Um, It's a general response, I think. I think I think it's a general response. Now, someone tells me, oh, we're just... I've said it to people, ah, Lola, how are you? How are you doing? I'm just managing, we thank God, God is providing. You know, I, I, I'm not very sure that... Obviously, it's more than that. You, he gave the man $400, so, you know, I don't know you know if you're friends and from high school or wherever they're friends with and you know he did he guy dips his hand to in his pocket to give you four hundred dollars obviously you know he felt some kind of way that he needed to hand you some 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 money but the thing is maybe the guy knows this is like I've, the guy did not actually beg for this money so i guess on one hand the guy could have said i'll take your money back or something but what if there's been a prior discussion like without his wife and this is just me assuming i'm going off in the tangent you know how like guys get together and you know things are actually really going bad for this person i, I it's you, very do, difficult. Do you do that in front of your wife do you tell your wife to go to the car you slip I, 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 em- you exactly. slip envelope. So, so i get i get her i get her point a little bit it's an ego thing like that's, i just said earlier women have ego too just as usually this would have been actually been a flip um normally this story usually be a man who will be um whose ego will be struck by maybe his wife begging somebody for or money collecting 400 or collecting for money so this is the re- reverse and which is the thing as i said women have egos too and this is a woman that takes pride in her own family she feels that hustling are doing their own way and she just felt some kind of way looking at her man in her own, in her own opinion she was there she saw what she saw essentially begging for money and he's like, no, you have to be more prideful, prideful than that. And then when I had one of my cousins, like, man, all he's trying to do is get his house. That if he's drinking Gary in his house, only him and he knows. And that's all he's just trying to do, get the roof over his head. If he's drinking Gary in his house, nobody disturbs him. He's drinking Gary in his own house. And so it's that kind of prideful thing that the woman is also having. And obviously, it was an extra dig for her when she was like, oh, you know, the, his friend's wife to never come and say hello. So essentially, she looked, you know, she was felt, she was looked down on by her. So essentially, when people that so, are so she wanted the friend's wife to come down from the car and say hello. But it's are they actually the friend's wife and her? Do they have any relationship? Not that, but it's just emblematic of what is go, of what is going on. It just it's just echoing how she felt even more about her. It's just, I, I I I get it. I get it. I totally get where she where she's coming from. And then, you know, this, I'm, I'm not sure what she can do about it, but, you know, swallow her, swallow the pride about it and, you know, collect that $400 and say, you know, let's see what, let's see what we can do. I mean, she said her husband wants with his Sky money. Bank. But here's the thing. If her husband was a manager at Sky Bank, she would have said it. What if her husband is like one of these front stellar people earning 50000 a month? Or what? I mean, what I do wonder is, they might genuinely actually need that four hundred dollars. Yeah, but there's some people that have, I said the pride. There's some people that you know what they rather drink that Gary in their house by themselves than go begging for money so they can eat um, pound of jam and a goose or whatever. And they are, you know, so I that's know, so that's the ego, that's the pride in it. So keep saying closed mouths don't get fed. So you know it's a. I don't know how to explain it, Sha, but yeah. So as I said, if if as I said, that's why I just said it's an ego thing right so if it's uh if they really need that money then you have to you know supplement that ego and humble yourself so to speak and swallow your that's what they call swallow your pride 
swallow your pride what and I know accept is, it. No one is going to bring out four hundred dollars and give someone if there wasn't. How, how do I put it? Um, I'm not just going to see you and give you hundred dollars. Do you get what I'm saying? We must have been discussing about something, or I just know something about your situation. Sometimes people do that stuff. Maybe they have a baby, and you know, they essentially they're giving the parent, they're giving the parents the money, but they say, ah, take, you know, take five hundred dollars for the baby. Essentially, baby's not going to use the money, but it's just their way of contributing and helping. I, I don't know. I feel like she would have if that was the situation. It just felt like from the story, they met the person. The guy brings four hundred dollars out and gives it to them. It just doesn't seem something must have gone down. Something must have been said, you know. Something must have been heard. Rumors must have gone around. It just doesn't seem normal that someone would just bring out four hundred dollars, and even if it's for the baby, it would not be four hundred dollars. I don't know. All I'm just saying is that to me it makes total sense. It's a, it's a pride thing. It's a woman seeing her husband in her own eyes being emasculated. Essentially, that's what she saw. The child was cowtailing to another person, and that didn't make her feel good. That made her feel bad, and it's a simple something. And I kind of get where she's coming from. To be I don't know why she feels it's emasculating for him to collect money. She saw, like now we are doing this leadership stuff. She puts her husband on, on the pedestal. He's the leader. He's the provider, and something. And he sees how his friend, who she feels maybe is as good as her husband, and he's there begging his friend for money. So that means it's not such a bad thing that she was putting him on a pedestal and looking up to him as, you know. I'm saying that that's the result of her ego. That's where she puts him. She felt her man was being emasculated, and it just made him look at him a kind of way, which she didn't want to, which, which she didn't want. It's not an ego. It's like some other woman can be, ah, thank God, though bring the money let's do something but for her the way she felt the way her ego felt she felt it was something against her so it's all the personal things all the pride thing it's all it's all how you feel about the situation some other woman in that situation might have felt not any kind of way from it and do but this woman she felt the kind of way to the prideful woman she just you know is that person that you know they have one ton piece of wrapper whatever it is they wash that thing they tie it around their waist and they get going and you can't tell them nothing and then that's and that's what it is. I don't know. I, I don't know why. Maybe it's because I'm coming from Chelsea and it's it's family week. Pride comes before a fall. That's all I'm going to say about that. So she needs to accept that money, especially if they really need it. So, but yeah, you know, I was kissing her. She tell her husband stop telling their business about if you know is that if it upsets her that much. Okay, if she's they, not, you know, they need to have a chat. And to me, if I know, anyway, that's their business. Anyway, so. uh Thanks everybody for listening. If you're still listening, uh, it's, uh, it's it was another good one. Um, follow us on all our social it's media handles. It's a bit pretentious to say it was another good one. People should be the one telling. You know, just this is true colors. Man, if a, if a lizard falls from the roof and he feeds the ground, he knows even looks around and knows his head and says, "Yes, I have tried." Anyway, but like I say, if there's no one to um, see it, did it actually happen? Like how people say, it doesn't happen if it's not on the gram. <laughs> so, you can take your picture as a good picture. Then you put it on the gram and you get only 10 likes. Anyway, you, you shouldn't, um, your world your, your world shouldn't revolve around likes on Instagram. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, follow us on Instagram. <laughs> you shouldn't good, be good, 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 bad gang, you know. Like our shit, review our shit on iTunes, SoundCloud. 
um, Good Bang Everything. If you want to talk to us yes, more, actually, you can send us like our shit. Forget You can send us an email on goodbadgang.gmail.com. Thank you for listening and a good vibes all the way. Guys, please like our shit. If your girl good and she never boring, then you know that you're really good vibe. And she cook your good food and she always caring, then you know that you're really good vibe. If your man did a love you real good in a bed, then you know that you're really good vibe. And him I give you full satisfaction, my girl, then you know.